the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Woohoo! Welcome to today's show and happy new year. Thank you for tuning in and we have a great show for you today. Of course, we will be going into this amazing message today that is fabulous. It's Psalms 118 and it will prepare you for the new years to the new year to come. And but first of all, today, our first part of the show, we will have Butch Medeiros, who's uh, out of Arizona. And I am so excited to have him here today. Butch, how are you today? I'm doing great, Pastor Adam. Happy Amen. New Year, everyone. Amen. Happy New Year. Hey, um, tell us a little bit of, about you, Butch, and then tell us where you attend church. Uh, I was born and raised in Honolulu, Hawaii, in a town called Kailua, over the mountain on the countryside. Uh, I had a great upbringing and, uh, you know, uh, throughout the years, you know, the Lord had moved my wife and I uh, and our kids away from Hawaii and moved us to the mainland. That is awesome. So right now you you currently are going to a Calvary Chapel in Buckeye, Arizona. Tell us a little bit about your church, Butch. I go to Southwest Calvary right here in Buckeye, Arizona, and it's a small little church and. uh we're there just serving in the community of Buckeye and, uh, you know, just just trying to grow the church. And, you know, we got an amazing pastor. His name is uh, Mike Chon. And, uh, you know, he moved here from Colorado to take over this church. And uh, it's just an amazing little church that, you know, we're here to serve, you know, the body and serve the people of Buckeye, Arizona. Amen. You know, I like Pastor Mike. I, I had the privilege of speaking there a couple of weeks ago, and he is amazing. Um, he also lived in Hawaii, but uh, back to you, Butch. Um, you still sound Hawaiian, brother. <laughs> you still kept well, your little pigeon talk. How is that? <laughs> well, you know, we, uh, we left the islands back in 95, 1995. And just, you know, wherever we lived, whether it was in Nevada or California or here, you know, we've always kept up with uh, our Hawaiian community. And, you know, there's several families at our church that are from Hawaii. And, you know, when we start getting together and fellowshipping and talking, you know, we keep up with our pidgin English. And, uh, you know, that's, that's how I'm able to maintain it. Hey man, I love it. I, you know, I lived in Hawaii for a brief period 
And it's funny because anytime I'm around someone who's from the islands, it automatically comes back to you. Um, yeah. But, Butch, I, you know, me and you have uh, a background. We served together before you moved out to Arizona, and we were actually both at, at, at a Calvary Chapel here in Oceanside. Um, do you remember what kind of ministry we did? Yeah, you know, we've we've known each other for almost 13 years. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that we did around the church that stands out to me was going right back into that neighborhood where you grew up, Adam, you know, that Pasoli neighborhood and ministering, <laughs> you know, ministering to, you know, the young gang members that ran the streets there in Pasoli. And, you know, a lot of them, you, you know, you knew their parents probably or their or their you know older brothers or sisters and and you know you grew up there and these kids just gelled to you and I, I remember I think it was every Wednesday at one o'clock we'd show up there at that park there in Pasoli and these gang guys would just come over there and meet us and we had uh little Caesars pizzas and and sodas for them but you know, before they could touch any of that, they have to hear the word. They have to hear the gospel. Amen. And, uh, you know, without that, they, they couldn't have any of the, the food or anything, <laughs> you know. But, um, you know, I, I think that was an amazing thing because you grew up in that neighborhood. And even though you didn't get caught up in, you know, the gang activity, but people knew you and they knew your heart. They knew that you were a people person, and they just gelled to that, you know. And then we did, any, uh, you know, a lot of other ministries, outreach ministries uh, around Oceanside, down at the pier, and and a lot of different things that we did. And it was just amazing. Hey, man, that know? was pretty incredible yeah. times. Hey, um, yes. you know, you have an amazing story, Butch. Um, I remember, uh, uh, what year was your accident? Uh, it was, um, February 22nd of 2016. February 22nd of 2016. That's about almost seven years ago. So yeah, we're coming up, you know, tell us a little bit about that accident and, and, and how God miraculously kept you alive. Well, first I want to share a little bit from, God's word, you know, uh, in James chapter one, verse two says, my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. See, right here in this uh, first part of the verse, you know, it's telling us when you fall into various trials, not if or maybe, it's when. Amen. And as as Christians, we got to remember that we're not exempt from suffering. We're not exempt from trials. Jesus suffered a lot of suffering, especially on his way to the cross and on the cross. 
Amen. Than we would than we would ever experience. So did Job. You know, so why does it why does it sometimes as Christians we think, well, you know, we we accepted the Lord as you know, as our Lord and Savior, and, you know, everything's going to be peaches and cream. No, that's further from the truth. We're going to experience suffering. On February 22nd, 2016, at 3 a.m. in the morning, I was on my way to work, uh, heading towards Escondido, and I got on the 78 freeway heading eastbound, right in between the, the golf driving range and College Boulevard, and all of a sudden, I was hit at 85 miles an hour by a wrong-way driver. She was driving the wrong way on the freeway. And I was going 65. She was going 85. And she hit me head-on. And it was a major crash. You know, a lot of you might remember it when you hear about it. Um, you know, uh, they, had, they had to fly me from the helicopter, on the helicopter to... Uh, Scripps La Jolla. I, you know, yeah, I, you know, I could have been taken home with the Lord, but He kept me alive all through that time, even on the flight on the helicopter to Scripps La Jolla. And for the next eight weeks in, you know, ICU trauma, I went through thirteen surgeries to put me back together in a matter of a couple weeks. Wow. Uh, you know, they lost me twice on the operating table. You know, they went out and told my family, you know, go go and start preparing. But the Lord brought me back. And uh, Amen, Butch. It's hard, man. But it's, you know, he's a gracious God. Amen, Butch. Yeah. You know, I, I remember you being in the hospital and, and praying and, and saying, God healed this man. He's he's a warrior. And, you know, I, I am so glad that God decided to keep you here with us for a little longer. And what's amazing is me and you are still connected. And even though you're in Arizona, but, you know, that was miraculous, Butch. How many bones did you break in this accident? Uh, I would, they say I had 29 broken bones on the left side of my body. So... The whole left side of my body is rebuilt with rods and plates and screws. But, you know, not only that, you know, not only about me, Adam, you know, my wife and my sons and my family, they endured a lot through this accident. Yes, they did. Yes, and they did. It's never about me, man. It's all about Jesus. Amen. Butch. And he brought us through it. And, you know. Um, I still go through things, but you know what? We got to keep pressing forward for the Lord, you know, and just because, you know, we have some setbacks or we have some um, disabilities, that doesn't mean we stop serving the Lord. Amen. You know, the church is not the building. It's not the property. The church is the body of Christ. Amen. And without us, the, the church cannot function. You know, of course, we know Jesus is the head of the church. Amen. And it's his church, but the church functions through the body of Christ. Perfectly and said. I, I want to encourage you, if you're in a church and you're not serving, 
you know, each and every one of us, the Lord's given us gifts, has given us talents, and the church needs those gifts, whether it's in the greeting ministry or children's ministry or hospitality, whatever it is, the church needs us to serve. And I want to encourage you to serve in your church, wherever you're fellowshipping at, get out there and serve. Amen. Well said. Hey, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas. We are currently interviewing an amazing man who has gone through, I'm going to say hell and back, but he's alive. God kept him alive. He went head on on an accident. Um, He was on Highway 78 going the right direction, going east. And some lady got on the freeway, on the wrong side of the freeway. She was speeding 85 miles an hour. And uh, our guest today, Butch Maderos, was going 65, but God brought him through it. That is a miracle. That is God's good hand. Butch, let me ask you a question. Is God the great healer and can he still heal today? You know, for anybody that says that God is not doing miracles anymore, I, I got to tell you, that's wrong, man. God is a miracle-working God. Amen. He can move mountains. He can heal you. He can put you back together. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, He's healed me. He's brought me back to life. And if any of you are out there and you're thinking, you know, oh, heaven and hell— Oh, that's a myth. It can't be real. Well, I'm here to tell you today that I saw both places. Wow. God took me to the pit of hell, and he gave me a glimpse of heaven. And I'm telling you right now, it is real. It is there. And we're going to go to one or two places. And I don't know about you today. I don't know where you're at in your life, but... All I can say is, if you haven't accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, not next week. We're not promised tomorrow. Remember, none of us are. So today is the day of salvation. And I want to see everybody in heaven. That's beautiful, Butch. And where we're at in our life right now, and what we're all going through, as Christians, we shouldn't be worried too much about what's happening of the circumstances around the world and the country right now. The Bible tells us those things were going to happen. And it tells us that our, we need to keep looking up because our redemption draws nigh. Amen. Right now, we need to be focused on eternity in heaven with Jesus and not about the stuff going on in this world or this country. Not not that we're supposed to just let it go by, because we're told we need to occupy until he comes. But we need to get out there and start start sharing the love of Jesus, start sharing the gospel with whoever we can, wherever we're at, in our workplaces, out on the street, wherever we're at, in the grocery store. We need to be we need to be sharing about Jesus. Amen. So. If somebody is either sick right now, is either going through something tragic that they recently went through, what would you say to these folks, uh, 
uh, Butch, because, I mean, you had a dramatic experience. You you should have died, and God kept you alive, and you're still serving it. Um, wherever you go, you still serve the Lord. You still share Jesus with others. What would you tell someone right now that perhaps is facing death and is barely holding on or or someone who is sick and and has lost all hope? What would you say to them? Well, first of all, I would say if you do know the Lord is your Savior, keep pressing in. Get into His Word. Stay in His Word. Keep pressing in. Because ultimately, that's where we're going to spend eternity is with Him. And He's the only one that can get us through all of this. You know, He's the only one that can walk alongside of us and bring us through whatever we're going through. And if you don't know Jesus and you're going through these things, my, my best encouragement to you is come to know the Lord now. Come to accept him as your personal Lord and Savior. Because you want to be in heaven for all eternity with him. You don't want to spend eternity in hell. I can tell you that. Amen. It's, amen. It's not so the place. Let me ask you a question. If somebody is listening right now and say they're an unbeliever, how would you lead them in prayer? Because I am sure there are some unbelievers listening now that somehow they think it's coincidence that they're listening, but there's no coincidence in the kingdom of God. So how would you lead someone? Say they're sitting right now, they're listening and and they're saying, you know, I'm tired of life. I, I want to give up. I, I'm hurt. I can't move. I'm on this wheelchair. What would you say? How would you lead them in prayer? How would they accept Jesus, Butch? Well, you know, I would just say, you know, let's let's re- say this prayer and repeat it after me. And if you're out there and you're needing to accept Jesus as your Savior, Let's say this simple little prayer and accept them into your life. And all it, all it goes is just like this. Dear Jesus, I come, in, I come and ask you now that you would just come into my heart and my life. Lord, I believe that you died on the cross for us. I believe that you rose from the dead. Lord, I just ask that I repent and I ask for forgiveness and I turn away from my sins. And I ask you to be my Lord and Savior right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Butch. So let me ask you a question. You know, you recovered pretty well. I mean, you still uh, long, you can't really walk long distances, and but you can walk and you're mostly on a, on a on a wheelchair, um, what gets you going on a daily basis, Butch? You know, first of all, you know, when we get up, um, as soon as I put my feet on the floor on the side of the bed, I'm thanking the Lord and, that, you know, just giving him praise just for another day, just for breathing life into us. You know, one of the things my wife and I do does when we, uh, after, you know, we get ready in the morning and wash up is we do our Bible study. We do our devotions and we pray and we read the word and, uh, you know, just start our day with him. And, Amen. you know, you, you can't, you can't get through any day 
without giving it to the Lord first. Amen. You know, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and then these things will be added to you. We, we can't get anything without seeking God first. You know, we got to have God first in our lives. We got to have him first and center in our lives and our marriage. You know, if we're married, we, we got to have him first and center. You know, and it's not easy. You're going to go through things as a married couple. You're going to deal with things. But keeping God first and center will get you through it. And I've always liked Ecclesiastes chapter 4, that part in verses uh, 9 to 12, when, uh, when it talks about the threefold cord. You know, that threefold cord is God being in the center of our lives, the center of our marriages, the center of our families. And it's important that we do that. Amen, Butch. Amen. Hey, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas. We are having an incredible guest today, Butch Medeiros, who is currently living in Arizona and going to Southwest Calvary Chapel, Buckeye. Uh, And so... He has an amazing story. I want you to stay stay tuned because after our interview, we will be going into uh, an amazing psalm that will kick this new year in for you and I today. Butch, let me ask you uh, uh, some more questions. Um, Are you currently serving at your church now? Uh, Yes, I am. I I currently lead the security ministry and, um, you know, just kind of, taking on, you know, like an administrative pastor's role and and helping out in other areas with Pastor Mike. I mean, as I said before, you know, wherever the church needs you to serve, you need to be ready to serve. And there's there's always areas and to serve and um, you know, we're just doing, you know, doing what the Lord's called us to do and and that's to serve serve him, serve the body of Christ. Amen. You're in security. So let me ask you this question. Um, And again, it's hypothetical. Say that someone decides to get crazy inside of the church. Would you be willing to lay your life down for another person? Sure. Wow. That is powerful. That is powerful, Butch, because you have gone through a lot. So you're married to a, a beautiful uh, lady. Um, tell us a little bit about your wife, but uh, my wife's name is Sammy, and she's amazing. I mean, she's put up with so much, you know, and it's not easy trying to take care of a household and take care of a husband that's disabled, and but. You know, I, I, it's just hard, you know, it, 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 she, she's always there. You know, she goes through her own health issues also. And, um, but, you know, she fights and she gets back up and, and recovers and, you know, just, just here serving her husband and also helping to serve in the church. Uh, one of the ministries that we served in for many years was, the marriage ministry. And, um, it, it, it was a blessing for us to 
help serve in the church and serve the other marriages and, and help couples get through their marriages, you know? Amen. How long have you guys been married? Uh, we just made 30, 32 years Woo-hoo! on uh, December 2nd. 32 years. That is amazing. So here, you know, we're almost about to close down pretty soon. We're getting close to our interview and afterwards, if you can stay on, that would be fantastic because I'd like you to close us in prayer uh, on the latter part of today's message, which is coming out of Psalms 18. But what would you tell someone who's having a difficult time in their marriage? How would you encourage them right now, Butch? Well, you know, the the whole bottom line is as couples— we need to press into Jesus. We need to press into his word. Uh, we find a lot of times that uh, Christian married couples, they're, they're having difficulty in their marriages because they're not, one, they're not doing devotions on their own, and two, they're not doing devotions together. And, you know, the Bible tells us that we should be doing those things. You know, in Ephesians chapter 5, if you just go to verses 21 to 33, and it tells us the roles of our marriages in the Christian household. And a lot of times we leave that crack in the door for the enemy to get in. And the enemy right now, he's, he's on the rampage. He's trying to destroy families. Because he knows if he destroys the family, he can destroy the church. And if a couple is not well-grounded or well-rooted in God's Word and, you know, uh, doing their devotion and, and reading God's Word, the enemy's just going to tear them apart. And he's going to find those areas, you know, where we see infidelity coming into the marriage or we see... Uh, domestic violence and all these different things that will come in the marriage to tear it apart. And we need to keep our eyes focused. We need to keep ourselves rooted and grounded in Jesus and the word. And he will get us through those things. Amen. Uh, Butch. Amen. Thank you so much. If, if, if you can still hang on, because now we have the second part of this message yes. coming along and i'd like you to close us afterwards but hey if you're tuning if you tuned in we want you to stay connected right now because we will be right back thank you butch so much that was powerful and we love you all that are listening today and better yet god loves you Stay tuned. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at Bistro at the Pier. At the pier.org.
Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option that values constitutional rights and medical freedom, serving ages 3 through 6th grade. Hosted by At the Cross Church in Oceanside, they offer in-person classes and electives Tuesday to Thursday, along with a classical conversation community offering foundations and essentials on Mondays. And they're now accepting applications for spring 2023. Visit them online at www.atthecrossoceanside.com. That's at thecrossoceanside.com. Woohoo! Welcome back to today's show. Just had a, I was honored and privileged to have a great guest today, Butch Madero's. And now we have the latter part of this uh, show today, which is an incredible message out of Psalms 118. And if you heard the message, we will be uh, so privileged because Butch will close us off in prayer after this message is, is done. But thank you for tuning in with Freedom with Adam Riojas. Now, this latter part of the show, we have the privilege of seeing this incredible message in Psalms 118. And next week, Lord willing, we will be back in John chapter 15. But this message here is amazing. Now, this psalm doesn't bear a name of who wrote it, but its style and its grand, noble, majestic uh, form of writing is no doubt attributed to David. And I'll tell you why. Because in Ezra, Ezra 3, 10, and 11, we see that this psalm was penned by King David. And let me read that to you before we get into the message Ezra 3, 10 and 11 says this. This is when Ezra came back into the land. They were, they were beginning to build the temple after their captivity, after being uh, in the land of the Chaldeans. It says this. And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, they set the priest in their apparel with trumpets and the Levites, the son of Asaph, with symbols to praise the Lord after the ordinance of of David, king of Israel, and they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord because, listen to this, because he is good for his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid that is clear evidence that this psalm was written by none other than King David. Now, what is amazing is there there's actually some of the uh, people, some pastors and theologians that believe um, that this was the song that Jesus and his disciples actually sang in 26, we see it in Matthew 26, 30, when Jesus sang. The only other place where we see Jesus singing outside of the other passage where we see God singing over his people, but they believe this was the psalm that Jesus was singing at the time. Now, what's also pretty amazing about this psalm is that this was another one of the leaders during the Reformation period that 
loved this psalm, and it was actually his favorite, Martin Luther. And this is what he said. This is my own beloved song. Although the entire Psalter and all of Holy Scripture are dear to me as my only comfort and source of life, I fell in love with this psalm, especially, therefore, I call it my own. When emperors and kings, the wise and the learned, and even saints could not aid me, this psalm proved a friend and helped me out of many great troubles as a, as a result it is dear to me than all the wealth, honor, and power of even the Pope, the Turk, and the Emperor. I would be most unwilling to trade this psalm for all of it. Those are incredible words when we see this psalm, and I believe that it's so apropos for us for this new year. And let me tell you why. Because... It, it is a psalm that was created and sung by King David himself and also sung and read at the building or the restoration of the temple after the people were in captivity for 70 years. And most, again, believe that Jesus sung it. I think it's so April because it's the new year and we're always making these promises of what we're going to do and how we're going to change the life, our lives. What better way than to go into this psalm and look at God's word and live by it? And it starts off like this. Psalm 118 says this, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. God is good. That is absolutely one of my favorite sayings. I began to say that, that God was good since I gave my life to the Lord over 30 years ago now. And it was just powerful when I would say it because I, as soon as I, I learned this saying, it was a it was something that came out of my mouth all the time. God is good. And those that were responding, I would say all the time. I would tell them, say all the time. And then when I would say all the time, they would repeat, God is good. What a way to enter into the new year, knowing that God is good because his mercy endures forever. If we go into this year knowing that God is good and that his mercy endures forever, it will enlighten you. It will revive you. That's what we want for this new year. We want to be revived. We want to be used by God. And I believe this next year is going to be an incredible year. I believe God is already pouring out his spirit upon America and upon other nations right now as we speak. How do you get revived? By digging into his word, by reading Psalms like this. Now, his mercy endures forever. In James 2.13, it says this, For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. You'll get no mercy if you show no mercy. And then the Bible says, Mercy triumphs over judgment. Isn't that beautiful? And then in the King James, which I love, it says, Rejoices against judgment. That 
totally means that it triumphs over as you rejoice in the mercy of God. Let Israel now say that his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endures forever. Let them that fear the Lord, that's you and all. If you're like, hey, this was written for Israel. Well, check this next verse out. Let them that now that fear the Lord say his mercy endures forever. God's mercy endures forever. Go into this new year knowing that God's mercy triumphs, rejoices over judgment. I called upon the Lord in distress. Verse 5, the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. Isn't that beautiful that, that the psalmist is saying that he set him in a large place? You know, that reminds me of Psalms 23 that King David also says when he puts you in a large place, it means that you're prospering. It means that you see God's goodness. Psalms 23 says this, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. That's a large place. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. That's a large place. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That's being in a large place. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That is a large place. See, if we go into this year believing God, believing this psalm, it will change your life, my life drastically. You will be revived. Listen, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas, and we are currently going in through through Psalms 118, and it is a psalm that you and I can apply for this new year to come. The Lord is on my side. Believe that, that the Lord is on your side. If you're a pastor, if you're a layman, if you're in some kind of ministry, the Lord is on your side. He is on your side. He wants to do incredible things. I will not fear. Remember, fears from the enemy. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7 that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and of a sound mind. Remember that, a power and a love and of a sound mind, not a fear. I will not fear what man could do Unto me, I will not fear man, but God himself. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. We can trust God that he will go before us, that he will handle our problems. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in the man. Can I hear an amen? Can I get an amen? This is powerful. It is better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in man. You don't even have to go and make all of these New Year resolutions. You could read Psalms 118, a psalm that was sung before the restoration of the temple, a song that was believed to be sung at Jesus in Matthew 26, 30, when he's hanging out with his disciples before his crucifixion. It is better to trust in the Lord and to put confidence in princes. 
I will trust the Lord. We see our government. It's all in chaos. If we trust in the Lord and you are revived, you will be part of the solution. You will be part of doing the right thing. And when your light shines, you will always do the right thing. And others will be attracted to that light. All nations can pass me about. But in the name of the Lord, I would destroy him. He's believing God. He's believing God to go before him. He's believing God to fight for him through himself. They can pass me about. Yea, they can pass me about. But in the name of the Lord, I will destroy him. He has this confidence about him. When David, King David wrote this, he had this confidence about him that he knew that God could work through him. They come past me about like bees. They are quenched as the fire of thorns. For in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. He completely believed that God could work through him to be triumphant. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. You can believe that God wants To help you. He has plans to prosper you, not to hurt you, not to harm you. The Lord is my strength in 118.14 and song in his become my salvation. The Lord is my strength. You know, it reminds me of when God was giving Joshua this command when he said in Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. That commandment could be applied to you today as you face this new year. Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithsoever thou goest. Isn't that Beautiful. The verse prior to that in Joshua 1 9, 1 8, it says, The book of the law shall not depart out of the mouth. That's the whole word. Don't let it depart out of the mouth in this new year. Let your guiding light be Jesus. Let it be the word of God. But thou shalt meditate on it there day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way. Listen prosperous the word of god says and then thou shalt have good success that's the word of god that's how we should walk into this new year this is powerful this is food for your soul god wants to help you 14 again the lord is my strength and song has become my salvation Sing unto the Lord. The Bible says that we should always be praying and always singing psalms. 118.15 says this, The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doth valiantly. You can trust God's hand to be upon your life. You can trust God's good hand to be your guiding force. You can trust his good hand whenever you are in trouble, whenever you find yourself distressed. 
In distress, God can pull you out. His good hand can do that. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord did valiantly. 17 says this, I shall not die, but live, live today. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Live. He's breathing life into you right now. Be revived. Walk into this new year revived. The Lord has chastened me sore, but he hath given me over unto death, has not given me over unto death. Open to me the gate of righteousness. I will go into them and I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord this new year. This is powerful. You can go into this new year praising the Lord. This gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. You are welcome in. Come into the throne room. Come into the throne room and meet God himself. Have a relationship with him. It is not about religion in this new year. It's about having a relationship with Jesus. Not a relation, not a religion. Religion gets you in trouble. Religion gets you one way ticket to hell. Today, God wants For you to have a relationship. Verse 21 of Psalms 118 says this. I will praise you for thou hast heard me and are become my salvation. If you don't know Jesus earlier in the show. Butch our guest told you how easy it was. Jesus come into my life. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose from the dead on the third day. Be my God. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Forgive me. It's so crass and it's so simple that some people believe it's foolishness, but he has become my salvation. He could become your salvation. The stone, which the builders refuse has become the headstone of the corner. You know, there's an interesting story about that. When Solomon built the first temple, there was a stone that fitted, fit nowhere. And it just happened to be that at the end of the project, This stone fit perfectly. And now this headstone, this stone that the builders refused, it is now in the New Testament. It is Jesus. He is now the headstone of the corner. Jesus, look into this year with strength and power and know that that power is Jesus, the Holy Spirit working in your life. Verse 23 says this, this is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is God speaking. This is God doing a great thing. Enter into this new year with power, knowing that God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and of a sound mind. This is the year. This is the year when America revives. This is a year when Jesus does A wonder, not just in my city, in San Diego, but across our state, across America, across the world. This is the day which the Lord hath made. 118.24, I will rejoice and be glad in it. It is January 1st. It is the new year. Happy new year. And this is the day which the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. You will rejoice and be glad in it. Psalms 118.25 says this. Save now, I beseech you, O Lord. I beseech thee, or I beg you. I, I come in supplication. Send now prosperity. 
Oh God, send prosperity. If you are tuning in right now, God can send prosperity into your life. I'm not here to name it and claim it. I'm here to believe what the Bible says today. I'm here to say, God, send prosperity. God, send your spirit. God, revive me. The Verse 26 says this, blessed, is, blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord Jesus. We have blessed your name. God is the Lord, which hath showed us light. He is a light unto my path. He is the one that could show you the way. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God. Jesus, you are my God. First John 5, 20 says that Jesus is the true God. You are my God. Hey, if you just tune in, this is freedom with Adam Riojas. You are listening to this incredible message that's coming straight out of his word. Psalms 118. And this is a psalm to apply to your life as you enter into this new year. God wants to revive you. Verse 118. Psalms 118, verse 28, Thou art my God, and I will praise you. You are my God. I will exalt you. Tell God that you will exalt him. And if you're an unbeliever, you can be a believer today because it isn't a blind faith. There's so many nuggets in the Bible that lead you to know that there is a God and that God is is about to do something powerful. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Thank the Lord today. Thank him for his goodness. Thank him for a new year. Thank him that you know that he can do the impossible in your life. For he is good. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Remember what scripture says, that mercy triumphs over judgment. And if you show no mercy, then you have no mercy coming. Mercy triumphs over judgment for his mercy endures forever. That's the God that we serve. What an incredible psalm. What an incredible psalm. Psalms 118. This is the way. That I'm approaching the new year, new year, excuse me. This is the way that the Jews approach the restoring of the temple. This is the way that a lot believe that Jesus sang when he sang his last song. Thank you for listening. Butch, are you still online? I'm here, brother. Can you close us in prayer, brother, and, and kick this new year in for us in Jesus' name? All right, let's say a few things first. What a powerful message for this new year uh, that you gave, Pastor Adam. It was awesome. And, you know, as Christians, I've heard this one time before, but we shouldn't be making resolutions because resolutions can be broken. We should be making commitments to Jesus, commitments to God, to serve him, to follow him with our whole heart. And Father God, we just come to you right now, Lord. We just thank you and praise you, Lord, just for this time that we've had, Father. And Lord, I just want to lift up everyone out there going into this new year, Father. 
You know exactly what they are going through, Father. You know exactly what they are facing, Lord. And Father, we pray by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would just touch everyone out there, Lord, no matter what they're going through, their trials, their suffering, no matter what they're going through, just touch them, Father. Touch them the only way that you can, Father. Lord, we pray that you would bring healing whoever needs healing out there, Father, and that you would touch them in a mighty way. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Woohoo! Happy New Year. Thank you for tuning in with us. May God richly bless you. Thank you, Butch. We love you. Amen. Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option that values constitutional rights and medical freedom, serving ages 3 through 6th grade. Hosted by At the Cross Church in Oceanside, they offer in-person classes and electives Tuesday to Thursday, along with a classical conversation community offering foundations and essentials on Mondays. And they're now accepting applications for spring 2023. Visit them online at www.atthecrossoceanside.com. That's at thecrossoceanside.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.